driving gloves were a combination of gearheads. John, the instigator. Derek, the conservator. Will, the builder. Sean, the racer. And maybe a guest invite you to listen while they sit down, have a drink, and discuss cars. Learn more and subscribe to the podcast with No Driving Gloves. Time now for the ride. So it's No Driving Gloves, as the intro obviously has told you for 8,000 times, and I like to double speak it. Kind of a special episode tonight. We've got all four of us together. Yeah, everybody say hi. Special guest, Will Posey. <laughs> Derek keeps trying to figure out who this uh, bearded bald man in the corner is. It's been a day or two. It's been a day or two. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. Wait, there's there's like three bearded bald guys maybe, on the show. Maybe it's time to change the partially, name of the show. Partially bald. The bald and the beautiful? Bald tires? Bald tires. There you go. The bald tires. <laughs> bald tires and beer. Belly. How about that? <laughs> Got you covered. <laughs> I don't even drink beer, and I have a beer belly. Yeah, I was just saying that goes along with the pre-show uh, conversation there. Mm. <laughs> What's the plan tonight, John? <laughs> there, there is no plan tonight. We're just going to have fun. It, the podcast is advertised as four guys sitting around having a beer, chatting cars. Now, Derek brought wine. And for once, there's four of us here. <laughs> yep. Say I got a diet Pepsi. Derek's got a wine. I'm sure Will's got a beer near him, and I'm sure Sean's got a. Oh, Sean's all out of gin, <laughs> and I'm out of wine. Oh, it's painful. My Malbec is. Oh, there's a sip of there's Malbec. A sip, there. There's a little bit in there. <sighs> Derek licks the glass. Anybody doing anything uh, car wise? I, I know Will's traveled. Yeah, I actually got to go to a car show. Believe it or not. Uh, I saw that, and we actually shared this. Uh, I don't know who was shooting because Scotty was narrating, but we shared uh, Scott. That would have been Scotty D and you, Mister Posey. Yep, yep. I I started the Facebook live video, and then I uh, handed it off to my dad. And uh, yeah, that that was that was a Facebook live video that we did on the Big Oak Garage page, and then Scotty was actually um, Amanda Meadows was actually shooting it for Scotty. So Scotty will come out with a with a video of it as well here in the next month or so. Yeah, we, we shared that to the No Driving Glo- Gloves Facebook page, too. It was weird. I was, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was sitting in my office on Facebook not doing anything, and it popped up, Big Low Oak Garage Live. So went ahead and uh, shared it to our page, too, so people can go check it out there or Big Oak's page. I'm not a big tri-fi guy. A really good-looking car, and... The unveiling and the excitement in the owner's eyes, it, it was, you know, it's why you build those cars, I imagine. It, exactly. You know, with that car, we just wanted to build a car that would, you know, stand the test of time. There, You know, there's really hardly, there's really no body mods on the car at all. I mean, we shaved the V in the front, shaved the V in the back, and shaved the wipers. Uh, and if anybody's ever shaved the wipers on a Tri-5, you will you will know how hard it really is because the stainless trim actually has a notch cut in it for the wipers. So you have to go get another piece of stainless trim, cut your patch panel out, cut that stainless trim up in strips so you can actually use that as your welding rod because if you use welding rod and you polish it, it's a different color. You know, that was uh, the really the one body mod on the whole thing was one of the hardest things that, that you could do as a fabricator. So, but you know, the I would imagine TIG welding uh, 
stainless is hard, hard enough, let alone stainless trim. It's paper thin and. <laughs> yep. And then you got to get it straightened back out perfectly and polish it back out. <laughs> the welding, it, welding is the easy part. I want to see the line item on the invoice. <laughs> Shaved wipers, 4,337 hours. <laughs> it, it's a hard thing to do. It's definitely a hard thing to do. Seeing that car completely put together in that video was awesome, though, because last time I was up there at the shop, everything was basically exploded. Yep. And you were showing me the interior and everything coming together and seeing that thing put together, man, that is a beautiful car. Thank you. Thank it's, you. it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, that car was actually a Bel Air and we turned it into a 210, which I'm sure I'll, I'll get uh, criticized for that some, but I mean, I, I like a 210 better. Uh, I thought the paint break with the black and white was just spot on and something that will never go out of style. I mean, mm. 20 years from now, you can change the wheels on that car and it will still be a super cool car. Yeah, you know, you could put, cool. you could put steelies on that car and it'd be cool. You could put, I mean, you could put any, anything on it and it, it'd be a cool car. But I, I guess the biggest thing on that car is the engine. So it's a, it's a 572 GM performance, big block, the six, 600 horsepower one, 620 or whatever. And we did a one-off Magnuson supercharger on top of it. So it's never been done. Nobody's put a Magnuson on a big block Chevrolet, especially a tall deck big block Chevrolet. Uh, cleared the hood. Now we got really, really creative on on the intake, you know, the intake manifold, the blower manifold, whatever you want to call it. And it's run all on Holly HP EFI. Uh, it is a rowdy rowdy engine in in that car it it's uh i wish you guys could hear it in person i mean sounds pretty good on the videos but man in person that thing is rowdy with the holly fi though it's probably i mean once you got it tuned the thing is drivable though right i mean it's oh absolutely it's it's rowdy but that holly fi probably just made it damn near a daily driver yeah i mean i'll be honest with you we just we just put an initial startup tune in it I mean, we finished this thing. I was perfectly on time. I was supposed to have been there between pretty much five and six o'clock. I rolled up in there at five thirty. We had, I mean, I pulled it out of the shop and pulled it straight in the trailer. That's the only, the only time I drove it before I got to the show. And we just had an initial crank tune in it that uh, Eric Evans, a buddy of mine. I, I sent him the info on the supercharger on the engine and he wrote just a baseline initial crank tune for it. It fired up. And I mean, it's, it's crazy how it feels just with that in it and knowing good and well that when he comes over and really starts playing with it, it's, it's going to wake it up and, Really be an animal. Yeah, there's probably another 150 horsepower on the table if it's just got a baseline in it. It's right. I think it's going to be a monster. Right. I, I figure it'll be around 800 horsepower when Ooh. it's all said and done. Is the uh, owner going to, I'm assuming, is it intending to drive this? It's just not going to be a trailer queen, right? He looked like the kind of guy that wanted it built so that he could relive his high school play with the car. Yeah, I mean, we're going to show it for a year or so, and then he'll he'll start driving it some. 
you know, he's had the car since he was 17 years old. That's the first car that he bought for himself. So that's special to be able that somebody trusts you enough to build them their car that they first bought. You know, that that's, that was pretty dear to my heart too. Being I still have my first vehicle. A lot of people can't say that. So uh, it's pretty cool. And, and yeah, he'll, he'll drive it. Um, we may have to detune it a little bit, you know, so he can get comfortable in it. Cause I know he don't want to, you know, side swipe it or do the Mustang thing and wind up in the ditch or something like that. So, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a handful. That's for sure. Oh, it's a straight shift too. It's not an automatic. Ooh. What's is it a sixty sixty? What'd you put in it? No, it's uh it's a TKO six hundred five okay. speed. Okay. Yep. So wow, that is it's just abnormal. It's well not ab yeah I guess it is. It's abnormal. It's abnormally cool all the way around. Like it's right. It's a normal hot rod that's been done in completely different ways, man. It's just it's 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 a pretty car. The the paint on that thing. Even when I saw it, and I doubt it was even that—that that probably wasn't anywhere near its final polish, <laughs> the, the final, the final pass over it. It was already that was months ago that I saw the thing, and it was beautiful. Yeah, Shane put an extra little few steps in there since you've seen it last, and I would imagine um, fortunate. You know that car was painted almost a year ago. Was it really? Yep. So we Good were Lord. able to, um, you know, actually wax it and really get it really get it looking good we didn't push to get the car done i mean there's no reason to be all dressed up nowhere to go so i mean we actually i mean we were just i just had one guy on it putting it together taking his time and then got the call from scotty and um, i actually i actually called scotty and i was like hey you got opening in the dozen i said i don't think the model a is gonna be able to make it and he's like yeah what do you got in mind i said why don't we debut Mark's 57 and he goes, can you get it done? And I was like, well, I mean, I got 10 guys in the shop. I'm sure we can. (laughs) And, uh, so, uh, I put three guys on it for like a week. And then the last two, the last two days, there were four of us on it. And then after six o'clock on Tuesday, I put the whole shop on it and we basically worked all night Tuesday night and left out Wednesday at lunch with it. So this is definitely the smallest crunch time that we've ever had on, on getting one ready to go to a show. Noticed I didn't say finished. I said getting ready to go to a show. Big difference. Right. The world is, is the world opening up y'all or is, are we, I didn't think so. No, I, I, yeah, it's... no. You're you're to seen all the the bullshit we had to go through to get in and out of the building, and if you were in the building, you had to wear a mask the entire time. Now we did take our mask off for the videos and stuff like that. Just talking through them. I mean, you couldn't hardly hear it anyway. Could you imagine if we were talking through a mask? They were pretty lenient on if there was a camera in front of you. Uh, but if you notice, everybody around in that video had on a mask. Yeah. And the the line to get in, they were only allowing so many people in. So if you know four people walked out, then four people could walk in once it got to capacity. Right. And the line was wrapped all the way around the building. There. I was saying, were they taking temperatures and stuff as they were going in? I know there's that was a local event here with a bunch of people that 
they were taking temperatures for everybody entering the building and oh they were not taking temperatures um i don't know why but you know fortunate for us we were part of the show and we had a little hang tag and we could come we could come in and out of the back door as many times and come in and in and out as many times as we wanted to so i mean it wasn't a big deal for us but it was kind of a pain in the butt for everybody else. Was the uh, public reaction kind of relieved as, you know, being, being really one of the first big car events, I think that's, you know, happening at California's getting theirs and things are, were people, I guess, were people being relieved that, Hey, they had somewhere to go and look at cars again, or was that, that any of the chatter? Yeah. I mean, the general census in the building was, I hate wearing a mask, but it's better than, been at home and looking at my car in the garage for any of y'all that's been to pigeon forge on a car show weekend especially the pigeon forge rod runs that's held at the leconte center the show is really small compared to what is out on the street yeah. i mean pigeon forge was like it has been the last 10 years going up there for rod run two hours to get from one end of the strip to the other people sitting out in their chairs out on the street. I mean, everything from the power lines inward was for sale. Bunch of old cars. I mean, square body trucks. I mean, there was a ton of people everywhere. It really sucks being that the restaurants are still at half capacity and there's that many people in town. You know, you're going to wait a couple hours to go out to eat. Fortunate for us, you know, my mom and dad bought a house up there in 2009 so i mean we just order stuff to go and take it up to the house needed so but yeah for the people that were in town it, it was it was definitely a pain in the butt for them but they wanted to be there and they there was nobody bitching and complaining they were just happy to be around their friends and be around old cars again i was gonna ask you if uh, what's what's worse no masks inside a car show or Firing up a helicopter for a photo shoot inside the car show. Just curious, which is which do you feel is worse, John? <laughs> Why would I ask John um, that? I wonder. Um, it all depends. <laughs> if the the fire marshal is around, you might not want to oh, fire up your helicopter, which I don't understand. Oh I think the EMTs would be more concerned about you firing up a helicopter and decapitating somebody and actually engaging but. the blades. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Just let it spin. It's fine. What could what could possibly go wrong? Right. <laughs> that is truly a big ass fan. <laughs> that was that was the last car show I went to, and it wasn't oh, because we fired up a helicopter. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. That's like having a diesel generator to run your charging terminal for your Tesla. <laughs> for your Tesla. Or you know, having your diesel truck on the dyno and just letting it blow up. Ooh. Oh how did God. somebody not die? I I don't know how nobody got hurt. I mean, you know there were parts and shrapnel flying everywhere, and no, dude, I don't. Yeah, that was a damn miracle right there. If y'all are wondering what we're talking about there, that video is on the No Driving Gloves Facebook mm-hmm. page. Go watch that. <laughs> Go watch yeah. that immediately. I, I I grabbed that video off a buddy of mine. Uh, it's one of the builders of Zara's car, and uh, he had posted the video. Um, and all of the gauge customs. And he also had a still. I never did steal the still from him, but there's a point there that it's blowing up and it's got this sad face with the two turbos. And there's a, 
some sort of belt or pulley system and gives it a little frowny face. The motor even, you know, was crying over what <laughs> happened. And it was, it was, um, yeah. That was big. I've seen cars let go in the dyno before. Uh, not quite that manner. Yeah, I've seen spark plugs come through fenders and giant holes in oil pans, but not catastrophic to that level. It was like, it was nuclear. Was <laughs> it, it just like every? Was it um, De Niro and Casino where the Cadillac blew up on him in the opening scenes? It was very similar to that. Go big or go home. Yeah, it, did, it looked C4. We've had one let go. We've had one let go on the dyno, and it was a bad day. A bad, Everybody make it out day. okay? Yeah, yeah. The rear end let go, shoved the drive shaft into the transmission, bound up all the clutches, exploded the transmission. I'm talking holes this big in the transmission. It blew up the transmission so hard it busted the aluminum block. So. Oy. Motor, trans, drive shaft, rear end, gone. Worst thing I've ever seen on a dyno is one come off, one come unstrapped. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. good. Wasn't good. Didn't blow the car up, obviously, but I mean, it, it hurt a lot of stuff. And it just, sh- and it was a, a elevated dyno, too. It was one of the drive on the lift Mustangs. You know what I'm talking about? With, yeah. Yep. Um, so it just kind of just shot off. <laughs> it just kind of, boom, see ya. On that note, well, I wanted to mention i've always been a big fan of the 735 750i that chris bangle always got in trouble for um i really like that notch trunk and everything and heck the new mercedes yes i really do and 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 if you look the mercedes s-class has that same styling on it now and a lot of the luxury cars even the volvo's got the raised trunk that drops down on the fenders a lot of cars really emulated that, even though Bangle, you know, Bangle got in trouble and uh, obviously left BMW and has gone on to do some pretty cool things since then. But um, I'm going to probably be the 25% here. I'm always in the small majority. You're not going to say what I think you're getting ready to say. I, I, I When I first saw the pictures, I go, oh, God. And oh. then... I, I like it. Oh no! I, it's distinct. It's oh. taking a risk. Um, I, I actually, if you put me in that, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, I can't think of a group. I would probably say, yeah, that's that's worth taking the risk. What am I talking about? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I <laughs> we don't agree on a whole lot of stuff, and this is one thing that I can't believe we're not agreeing on. I, it, oh, the new the new three series is just an abomination. It's it looks like something out of a like a Transformers movie or Voltron or like someone from a Gundam Design Studio in Japan decided to go to the the FC I'm sorry the Stellantis design studio and steal bits and pieces from a charger and make it look terrible and like a robot it's horrific it's you say Stellantis and steal bits from a charger that car has a lot of alpha in the front end I'm I, I'm afraid to say that BMW Yes. In what There's a lot world of do you live? You look at- in what universe? Do you- <laughs> oh my God! 
I can yeah, go I out. gotta agree with I gotta agree with Sean here. I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not seeing alpha. If you round off those uh, kidney beans and you have the the center of the hood slightly raised like the alpha, and wait, the alpha protrudes its nose a little bit. If you, wait, you're saying if you if you change the whole front end, it'll look like an alpha. Exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. If you put an alpha I'm front end on it, it, it's an advancement. <laughs> I'm saying it's a advancement of the style. I think it's playing off of that. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you could even I would even go as far to say that the full height grill from the hood to you know the splitter, that's Audi-ish. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what the Germans have done is they've taken the grill all the way down the front of the car. That I don't. I can't even find a picture of it, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Just type in 2020 BMW 3 Series. Do you have a bucket anywhere near you? A vomit bag from a recent flight? Do you have? Honestly, I think if you park the Alpha, this BMW, and the Charger all next to each other, you're going to be able to pick the Alpha out first. Oh, is that it? The green car? Is it horrific in, in every way? Is, is that That's it? it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, see, that screaming alpha to me. I'm sorry. There is literally no part of that car that screams alpha in any way. You look at the alpha and you're like, ooh, that is sleek and incredibly sexy. You look at that and it's like, wow, Optimus Prime decided to design a bmw it's just not good looking man john what do you think will john <laughs> what do you think i'm gonna say john? <laughs> well i was gonna say we're sitting here there's four of us one of us is a according to a uh miss hansen is a you know excellent car designer what what does the car designer among us say i i I kind of like. Oh it. my god! Really? Yep. Yep. I don't know. There's some. There's some really cool things about it. It's not just mm, the- like a face. Like a face a mother could love. Now, if if I'm not a big fan of the grill going all the way down, if it was about half that size, dude, that's that's a that's a damn. If good it was about grill. half that size, but it it's it's not a deal breaker for me. You know, I can I can live with it. My biggest problems with it are the kidneys are way too big, way too big, and then the splitter bumper amalgamation that's going on on the front of it is just so busy, man. Like I dig it. There are Formula One engineers looking at that, going, "Why did you put all of those elements in there? That's that's way more than you need." And these are guys that put like fifty-two elements into a splitter. Um, it's just, it's way busy, man. See, to me, the problem is, and and actually, if you get the side view, I mean, you almost got some Mustang lines going on in there. That that's a that's a damn good looking. That's car. the one I'm looking at. To me, that looks like <laughs> something that Dodge built. That does not. Look okay, like I'm BMW looking. See, I'm looking at the uh, the. Hold that up, so reveal, people, if, if we ever do coupe. show this, that that people will actually know what the hell we're talking about. Will. But the problem is everything at the back, like everything from the A pillar back, really almost leans backward. You know, leans to the rear of the car, and then you've got that front end, and it almost the front end then more wants to lean forward on the car just doesn't 
Yeah, it doesn't jive for me. <laughs> the front end looks really exaggerated to me. It almost looks like exactly. It, it looks like it has a uh, is that an underbite? It just kind of looks like the grill is like this kind of thing. Or the no, it'd be almost an. It'd be, uh, to me, it'd be an overbite because the top is sticking out too far. I guarantee you, when y'all see that car in person, y'all are gonna go. <laughs> okay, all right. That that's a pretty good looking car. I. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I don't I I'm willing to admit that I like it if I see it in person the first time and and I actually get that feeling but I I don't I don't see it happening. It's it's a bit much for me, man. I I I like it. It's aggressive. It, it reminds me a little bit and I'm still sticking with your Stellantis stuff. You know, it's got the it's that pouty nose that I think I like because it reminds me of the uh, Quattroporte. I mean, it just it like Will says, it's it's an aggressive looking car. Once I mean, and it does something that just kind of jumps out at you. I mean, it you're gonna know it's a BMW. It has freaking some style. It has some body lines, and it's edgy. Yep, and which is something that nobody else is doing right now. They're letting these computers design these damn cars, and they all look the same. Hooray for BMW for stepping outside the box and doing something that's that's pretty cool, in my opinion. You know, I mean, you made a car coming down the road nowadays. You don't even know what the hell it is. They all look the if same. Some of that was the new, the new, I'm air quoting, the new Charger or the new 300. I might actually be a little more on board with it. I just look at the hood on that car. It looks like a it Charger. Has, it, no, it don't. It's ugly. Tor- Totally does. <laughs> it has body lines. As a, but the as problem a is, does. it has body lines. Again, it has body lines from the A pillars forward. The front front does not match the rest of the body. I agree with Sean. Look at the front. Look at the front fender and that body line coming back on the door. All right. Yeah, I'm hang, looking hang, at it. Hang What's on. Your point? Hang on here. Hang, hang on just a second. You can sit better. You can sit better. Oh, I'm I'm looking looking at a four door one from the rear quarter, and it's got a huge swoosh, yeah. like look, a Nike swoosh going right down right it. Right there, yeah. The rear bumper's got mm. an indentation in it. Yeah, I mean the greenhouse is kind of typical three series BMW. Maybe the trunk lid, but after Chris Bangle, who's going to mess with those? I mean, <laughs> here <laughs> we we got a fifty fifty split it's here. Weird. This is pretty there. good. I can't believe me and John uh, agree on the same thing. I say somebody's sucking up tonight. What thing looks like a catfish? <laughs> Come on. Look at the hood. It's got the same, like, the same indentions on the hood and the same hard lines on the hood. And here's the thing. Like, what I was going to say is if that was a Charger or a 300 and the grill wasn't quite what it is, I might be a little more excited about it. But we're sitting here literally – talking about a BMW that I think everyone in here has at least somewhat admitted that reminds them of things that are being designed by Dodge and Chrysler. I haven't admitted that. Have you not? Okay. No, it it's, looks like a BMW. It doesn't look nothing like a damn. My God, it's it's this, it, it's the same hood. It's got no. the same body lines on it. No, it don't. It totally does. At least the BMW hood body line flows in with the grill and everything else 
I can't wait for you to get one, Will. No, I'll probably never buy one, but <laughs> I think both y'all I mean if y'all if both of y'all bought one, they'd at least sell two. Well <laughs> Okay, since I I feel sorry for the uh people out there who are listening because we're all showing our phones to our families. <laughs> we gotta we have to put this here's, video up. Here here's the alpha. Am I wrong? Is there not now some that alpha is in that That's gorgeous. <laughs> that is tasteful. But it's sl- Derek to take over with you. It's slab sided. There's no styling after the A pillar. Heck, there's no styling after the headlights. You know, once you get to the front tire, it gets boring. I don't think so. But Disagree. you've still got the protruding, pouty nose. You've got the the tight headlamps. You've got the uh, aggressive intake in the front. So that's the I thing. Mean, the, the aggressive intakes on that are the same, or not the same, but they're close to the same as what's on our Julia. It's just too busy on the Beamer. There's too much going on. There's too many. I'm not all for hard angles, man. Like the only hard car that I've, I've liked in the recent in recent history with incredibly hard angles. I don't know why I like CTSV coupes. I have no idea why I like them. I just they look like spaceships going down the highway. I think they look cool, and it's nothing but a a cut up and angled box, but they look cool. I'm just not a hard angle fan. I'm not a hard line guy. We're sorry, you're a softy. Now, wait, I will say this, okay? I'm going to jump in. Everybody knows the famous BMW grill. I mean, we we all know that. At least the BMW grill that is so famous from really the post-war era. Let's call it the post-World War II era. What BMW is doing with this car is stepping back to, and and this is what was in my mind, and I couldn't pull up right away, but they're stepping back to basically the 328. That's exactly where I was going to go. And there's the 328. There you go. Yep. Yeah, but that's actually pretty. (laughs) So I will give them credit for somewhat stepping back to their heritage, but it's this is a lot better looking well i'll throw into sean's ctsv thing is you know we've got that the ats and it's kind of the prototype for the atsv i like the new cadillac styling being so chiseled and so edgy and you know there's definite angles and i mean you can origami you know a cadillac anymore out of your placemat at olive garden will's laughing about something (laughs) <laughs> what is what is Will saying? What is this turned into a show each other the cell phone show? It says twenty twenty BMW three series review ratings and specs, and y'all got to look at the car that's in the picture. <laughs> what the look? It says it right there. <laughs> oh my god! See, even even the automotive journalists think we're it not, looks like an alpha. A lot of faith in that. <laughs> literally like not gonna really get oh my god oh my god i think i quit i think i quit i'm I'm gonna screenshot that i'm pretty sure after that screenshot i quit i think i have to yeah yeah. please send that to me we need to post that oh my (laughs) we're gonna be posting that on no driving gloves (laughs) oh it's just terrifying is that not hilarious what site? What, what should we say? What site that was? Or we're, if we're going to post it, I mean, there, people the, are going to know anyway. It's the car, the car connection, the car connection. Okay, good job vetting that car, pick, car, car connection. connection. 
what it is, Google heard us talking about it and seen the pictures, and they linked us all four together, and they did that. They matched it. <laughs> so you're literally going to get – you're going to get – we're all going to get ads for the new Cadillac Alpha BMW Audi <laughs> M Char- – Charger. M4 uh-huh. – charge yeah it's gonna be like yeah it's gonna be awesome i love artificial intelligence the ATS. the atsm4 that's Uh-oh. wonderful uh the atsm4 scat pack actually it's the atsm4 scat pack demon avant oh avant <laughs> oh here's another one on car and driver same thing car and driver what the hell <laughs> Are you making those? No. What's going on? How is that even happening? No, somebody's 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 live hacking our Zoom meeting and like photoshopping these and getting them out on the internet. Like they're looking for them. See where the auto week has. Oh lord! Oh my god! That's so bizarre. Oh, here's another one. Look, there's there's another one. What in the hell is going on? Why? So, Will, you're just proving you're 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 sitting here proving me and Sean wrong because we're saying it doesn't look like an alpha. And now you're like, hey, car driver, and Sean, <laughs> right these there. guys are like, yeah, it looks like an alpha. John is right. That is incredible. I, I <laughs> first time on first time on no driving gloves. John is right. <laughs> right. Write it down. In three, what has it been? Three years. I mean, it's bound to happen. I don't know about, I can't believe it's about this, but it's bound to happen at some point. That is bizarre that all of those sites have an alpha <laughs> as the screen cap or the, the top pick for a 2021 BMW 3 Series. I'm not even sure what that says. I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, does the, like, the first line of the article after the picture say this is what BMW should have built? Y'all will never know because BMW I, went to, I just sent screenshots. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is beyond. We could just Google man. it ourselves. All right. So what else is going on in the world? That had that took like an hour, didn't it? I say that that took a whole turn there. That little BMW thing. I say that <laughs> that wraps up the show. So. And we're done. See you later. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even touch on uh California's bit of genius and saving the world. Do you want to touch on that? Or do you want to save that? I think we have to. Okay. I'm going to throw out another one for us to banter about all nice and friendly like and California bans gas-powered cars selling new gas-powered cars after 2035. Sounds radical except everything in the UK has to be, everything in France has to be in uh is it Switzerland or some other European country after 2025 or 2028 has to be electric. So really what California is doing isn't that radical other than it's the car state. I was sitting thinking, okay, 2035, everything's electric. And by 2038, if you're not in an electric car, everybody's going to be snobbish to you. How many... I'm always excluded in this because I never <laughs> drive a used car. Will, your daily is more than 15 years old. Derek, yours was 15 years old before you traded, was it not? Or was it close? 10 years old? It's not good. It was 10 years old. Yeah, it's not going to be 
trade all the time, but it's, it just, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to really be a, there's going to be a lot of pressure and it's going to be, it's going to, I guess it, it's hurting the, the lower class. If you really want to politicize it, that it's, it's going to drive people and force people to buy cars that they can't afford so that they can feel like they're conforming. Well, it's not saying that you can't buy a, a pre-owned car that's petrol powered, right? No, it's saying yeah, you can you can go to Nevada, buy a gas-powered car, and bring it to California, you know, and it'll be a twenty thirty-five or a twenty thirty-six. But I think the peer pressure in California is going to be if you're driving a gas-powered automobile by twenty thirty-eight, twenty thirty-nine, which I'll probably be dead by then. You're going to have the pressure that you need to get rid of that gas-powered automobile and have something that's electric. And yeah, there's going to probably be choices of a twenty thirty BMW Alpha. Uh, Avant thing. <laughs> yeah, there's not many people are going to buy a 2018 Volt in 2035. I don't think. No, those cars will be absolute junk. Yeah, tearing up, yeah. tearing up the environment where they're rotting to the ground and nowhere to put the batteries. You know, come on, guys. Amen. Get a horse. Oh, Der- <laughs> Derek's like spring steam back, bring steam back. My plan is to get an early electric car. I mean, I'm like an, an early one in my. You can't bring you can't one bring steam the, back in California. They don't have enough water to drink. Let alone power was, their cars. <laughs> I was just there. There's none. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely none. Yeah, I just I I, I don't know how you're going to stopgap that in, in 2035 because especially with California and the real estate prices and everything like that out there. I mean, you you're already driven everybody out of the cities basically or not everybody, but you've driven a vast majority of people in California out of cities because they can't afford a thousand square feet. They all moved to Austin, Texas. Some of them did. Some of them definitely did. A ton of them did. You're saying exactly what they're doing, Sean, is they're just pricing a certain class out of California. And that's what it is. I mean, if you, if you, you know, what is a, what in 2035, what is a reasonably priced, pre-owned electric vehicle going to be you know it's a 20 a 2028 to 2032 i guess pre-owned tesla is still going to be way out of reach of someone that's making a little over minimum wage and and or you know it's it it or even if you're making 15 20 bucks an hour they're not buying you're not you're not buying it will be minimum wage it might be but you're still you're not buying a sixty five thousand dollar car on 20 bucks an hour if you're Using your money. What is a 15 year old Tesla? What is a 2020 Tesla? They're not going to be any. They're all going to be in 2035. Jump. But will, yeah, but will it be worth it? That's the thing. Like, in 20, if you bought a 2020 Tesla in 2035, I just can't see. I mean, how are you going to keep that thing running? Like, it, the battery's going to be done. I guess you'd have to put new batteries in it. And Yeah, what's that going to cost? don't know we don't know what the what the motor life is like on them either i I will say that i mean they do have evs have fewer moving parts and there's no way that that anyone can deny that they have fewer moving parts there's less stuff on them to break so if they were other than electric electronic wise right but i mean they don't have anywhere near but even gas anymore internal combustion powered vehicles have a ton of electronics I mean, I don't, I've never looked at what the comparison of, you know, percentage ratio is between the two, but I think we can also step back and look at, 
although there's, you know, this is a mandate that's being put in place, which really has never happened before. I mean, you can step back to the early automobile industry and, and look at how it evolved and, and what it took to get everyone switched over to driving an automobile over horse and buggy or just horse was Henry Ford creating a way to build a cheaper and cheaper and cheaper automobile. And if we're going to make the switch to electric, that's what's got to happen next. It's It's got to be somebody like Elon Musk or one of the other companies that are going to come out, whether it, or whether it be GM or Ford or whoever, again, moving into that electric uh, automobile industry, figuring out a way to make the cars affordable to the masses and make well, that change. I, I will take the stance that we're already to affordable electric cars with the Chevrolet Bolt, uh, the Tesla Model 3. I mean, you can get those in the the high 20s to upper 30s. And unfortunately, that's an affordable car. Yeah, but know. a three, no. The three, so I mean, you can get a three for... I mean, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to find one, but you can get you know, the base price on a three is less than forty grand. Yeah, but they're all. Uh, I did go through. And, well, that's the way they're optioned, and that's the you know the buyers, and I want to say that's where they are. I did go quickly and uh, run a uh, te- 2012 Tesla Model S base car, and right now with 120 thousand miles, clean retails about twenty two grand. They do come down. I mean, if we go out and we buy, you know, you go out and buy a, a decent charger, a decent challenger, you're what, mid 30s. So to even push it to 40, the problem I have with California mandating it, it needs to be an organic transition. If people are, people are going to move that way, if that's the way it goes, the manufacturers are going to go that way. And I think we are because we see the manufacturers building more and more electric cars, you know, uh, the Porsche Taycan didn't come out because California created the mandate. The Porsche Taycan came out because people want electric cars that go fast. Speaking of which, how many of you saw the uh, re, uh, press release today on the Tesla uh, Model S Plaid? Yeah, I saw the Plaid. 1,100 horsepower. <laughs> Zero to 60 sub two seconds. <laughs> In a four horse oh, yeah. sedan. That makes me happy. Yeah. That that makes that that gets me all tingly. At hundred and forty grand, it's cheaper than a <laughs> Tycon. <laughs> yeah, I mean I was just I traveled out to, to California last week for work and got to spend the weekend at Button Willow. And uh there were two and I've never seen this at any racetrack ever, ever, ever. It was a busy weekend at the track, which was cool. Like Will was saying at the car show, it was it was packed out there as well. And uh, cool to see people get back to a racetrack, but there were two full run groups of Teslas, like literally two 30 minute, two of the 30 minute run groups were nothing but Tesla for both days. There were probably 85 plus 80, 90 cars out there. Um, they even had uh, the, the car that unfortunately Randy Pope's had trouble with at Pikes Peak was there. And it was amazing to watch them. And they were literally, they were, they were fast. They were, a lot of them were set up really well. They were, they were actually turning really well and braking really well. And even though they're, they're heavier cars, the model three performance 
when you set those things up is attract a weapon, man. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's cool to see that many people in other areas of the country. Cause you know, John and I are, or actually John, Will and I are, we're all down here in Alabama and spending time at any racetrack around here. You don't see them, but you see two or three, maybe at a track day. Um, but like they were literally there on track for a 25 minute session. They would come in, they had enough chargers at the track to put everything on charge. And I didn't see anyone miss a session. And it was like 25 minute session. And then about three hours between session one and, and their next and everybody was ready to go, and and I didn't hear anyone complaining about not being able to get their cars charged up in time to go out for the next track session. And it was kind, of, it was cool to see. Even though I'm an old school, I like to hear screaming engines and stuff like that. But these things make odd noises. They sound like the Jetsons going by, and they just it's it's a whole new thing. But I'm kind of on board for that tech. It's cool to see. The only question that I have for the three of y'all is do you do any of y'all think that EV is truly the replacement for petrol and diesel powered cars cuz I I think it's hydrogen. I it's something I think EV's a stopgap. And I I don't know whether even 2035 cuz technology's moving so fast 2035 we may already have a a viable hydrogen solution that makes ev stuff almost obsolete or we'll have solid state batteries compared to the lithium batteries that we're using now that all of a sudden we have double and triple the range capacity of a tesla and that makes it a lot more viable in my eyes because right now i'm still looking at a 300 mile range it's just not enough for the one car that i have as a daily driver but do y'all think it's a stopgap, or do you think at 2035 we're still going to be talking about EV? To let you know, the, the new Tesla Model S Plaid has a 520-mile range. Which is amazing. So, <laughs> but I think the problem, again, with California mandating, everything has to be... I, I don't know. I Actually, I didn't read it. I don't know if it says it has to be electric or if it just can't be internal combustion. And they're giving exceptions to a couple of industry things. Everybody thinks it's electric, and I think that's where the pressure is. And if the governments are going to pressure, push electric, the manufacturers are going to have no choice but to develop electric because that's all they're going to hear about in the press. Toyota's one of the biggest companies saying, no, electric's not the future. It is hydrogen. I don't know if hydrogen's the answer either. I personally don't quite comprehend it. It's a very expensive process to do um, and create hydrogen. Hydrogen does uh, is a very clingy um, molecule or atom, and it doesn't like to. It's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure involved. So to be clear, John, and everybody else, the mandate is that 100% of in-state sales of new passenger cars and trucks are zero emission. By that makes more sense. That is the word. That makes more sense because there's going to be other technology that's developed. There just there has to be. And I, I'm not even going to go into the how do we charge the batteries, the power plants, the moving the pollution from point A to point B. It's one of the things, and it's because it's cars. I wish the government would stay out and let the people do what they want. I mean, when Musk came out with the uh, Tesla Roadster, 
very, very few people were talking electric cars. And there was a little bit of hybrid talk with the Priuses or Pri or whatever they are. And the, the Honda Insight from, well, both Honda Insights are hybrid, but I'm thinking of the one from 2000. There was a little bit of play into the getting into this hybrid. But when I was saying, when Musk came out with his Elise-based Roadster, it started a little ball moving. And when he came out with the Model S, for all the Model S faults and all the problems it has, it started the consumer thinking towards electric cars. And all of a sudden, I mean, he, he, he is the movement to electric cars. You know, e- eBay and Amazon are the movement to online shopping. Tesla is the mo- movement to, you know, electric cars. And the government needs to trust that some of these people are actually doing it right. Why, why spend the money on the lawsuits and make the oil industry spend the money to sue California and try to overturn this? Let's just let the, the natural progression go and see what happens. And like you said, Sean, electric might not be the answer. Hydrogen might not be the answer. We might not know the answer exactly. in exactly. 2020. So. You know what? There, over time, there have been spring, clock spring-powered vehicles Zero emission, you don't have to do much. I mean, when they run out of power, you jump out, crank the spring back up, take off for a while, boom, done, there we go. Like a pullback car? Just pull it back and let it go kind of thing? A little bit, you know, (laughs) yeah. That's that's what we should move to. What about, um, I I don't know whether any of y'all saw, there was an article that I saw last week about somebody has a... uh, a new water-based rotary. No, I, I literally like, I just, I can't see, I can't see EV being the, the be all end all. There's, there's going to be something else out there that actually that picks it up and whether it's hydrogen or we figure out how to run cars. Dilithium on crystals. Or, I love dilithium crystals. Let's do that. Um, tachyon pulses. Let's get crazy Star Wars. Methane. Yeah, exactly. There, there are a lot, lot of options and we could go back to another you know power source war i mean turn of the century we had gas electric and steam all going after it and there's been attempts at steam since then i mean in the 50s and 60s there were some steam powered attempts and with modern technology we don't know what might be out there we don't know what somebody might be playing with I mean, I'm working on an electric-powered steam car in my you know garage. I mean, you got to charge it up, and then it heats up a, a an electric you know burner like off a stove, which then boils the water to turn it into steam. And then it goes in anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's I, not I, a I drove an air-powered go kart a couple of years ago that was actually fast. I mean, there have been compressed air-powered automobiles too. A whole lot of range, right? No, yeah, the, the range range is always yeah, your. I mean, we're we're not even talking about like 250 mile there. We're talking like 20 mile range um, with those. But I mean, for a commuter car, yeah. for a little city car, city cars. There you go. The city car, the electric city car, of the 70s. Those the door wedge. Oh, that the looks like. I want to see Will. I want to see cheese. Will build one of those. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? The ones that look like a cheese block. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little door cool. wedge block of cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. Say we need to get off this topic. Do we? I think we're. Yeah. we're having fun. This is no driving gloves, man. We're beating a dead horse. <laughs> no, no, no. They did that at the turn of the century. Horses are gone now. 
We talk about electric cars too much. About it. Let's talk about ugly BMWs. We need to talk about our 572 <laughs> uh, 210 Chevy that we just built. Yeah. Gas hog, supercharged, raw power. Sure glad we let Will go first, because if we would have done this last segment at the beginning of the show, we wouldn't have had listeners for for Will's segment. How dare you. Does anybody want to throw anything else out there? Um, because I'm ready to kind of tell people that, you know, check out nodrivinggloves.com. Go there, uh, buy us a coffee, chip in a couple of bucks for the show, if help fund our research into electric cars. Or if you want to chip in more money uh, and just buy us a Zamboni. That'd be cool. Oh, too. yeah. Zamboni. Sim- I, I never finished Zamboni Simulator. I apologize. Oh. I, I just quit after. I want to know what happens. It was terrifying. It, that game was terrifying. Like I, that was, was a one dark of the place. Dark, it was one of the darkest <laughs> things I've ever done. It's, and if anybody wants to check that out, go to Steam and download Zamboni Simulator. It's free and it's horrifying, but not in the ways you're thinking right now. Come on, Will, smile. Uh, Will's, Will's barely staying awake. He's the one of us that works the hardest. Yeah. Yeah, Will's like... Uh, I'm too good for this. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm Will Posey. I'm Will freaking Posey. God. Oh, my God. NoDrivingGloves.com. Uh, there's a link there for buy me a coffee. Uh, check out our Facebook, all, all the fun little stuff. There's something else I'm supposed to remind you guys to do, but I can't remember. So I'm out of here for tonight, guys. Maybe I'll talk to you next week. Like and share. Like and share. I think like and share. Like and share is good. Like and share. Yeah. Tell somebody about us. Just not this last segment. Ouch. How rude. God. Why don't you go buy a BMW 3 (laughs) That's great to say. Go get you a 2021 BMW. It'll be fine. Let's see how the coffee, how many coffees I get bought this week. Out of here. Half. Half a coffee. I will. Bye. Bye. Good night. Thank you for listening, and remember to look us up at nodrivinggloves.com. There you can find back episodes, links to products we recommend, and links to all of our social media. Be sure to tell a friend about us. No Driving Gloves is edited and produced by J. Lewis Productions.